12 minutes past eight, anger, widespread protests across 80 cities, a government crackdown leading to over a thousand arrests in Iran over the last week and very sadly um, in protests that started just at the end of last month. We've also seen at least 22 deaths reported, but the country's supreme leader has blamed enemies of the country for stirring up unrest. Let's bring in Ahmad Madidyar, fellow and director of the Iran Observe Project at the Middle East Institute, to discuss in more detail the significance of these protests. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. Thanks for having me. And it seems like a lot of the analysis is is framing this in one of two ways. Either uh, this began as a, an economic protest against President Hassan Rouhani's policies, or, or you could say and or, uh, the theocratic regime of the supreme leader. Um, what is it? Is it a combination of both in your view? It is indeed a combination of both uh, because the protest started in a very conservative uh, uh, city uh, in Iran, in Mashhad. And the main or the main driver of the uh, protests uh, were economic grievances uh, that uh, because inflation in Iran is rising and employment, especially amongst youth, uh, is also soaring. People's purchasing power is declining. And people in the provinces are hit hardest because President Rouhani has removed some of the uh, subsidy programs that uh, his former, uh, uh, his predecessor, Ahmad, uh, President Ahmadinejad, had put in place. Uh, but the economic growth has not been significant enough to substitute for those subsidies. Uh, but soon we saw that, uh, and, and initially the hardliners in Iran, especially the clerics, uh, they encouraged those uh, protests in order to weaken the Rouhani government. Uh, but soon that backfired against them. It went uh, uh, across the country, and it became a national movement against the entirety of the regime. Do you think that we'll look back on, on the events of the last few days as being the precursor to something even more significant? Uh, or, or could this actually end up tightening up the, the hardline approach of, of the government as things stand? It is difficult to uh, predict whether the uh, protests will lead to anything significant. Uh, in, in the past two, three days, we see that the protests are winding down, although there are scattered protests in different parts of the country. And the reason that uh, the protests uh, uh, in different provinces, they have not uh, coalesced around a, uh, uh, a united leadership and became a, an existential threat to the regime has many reasons. One of them is that it, from the very first, it didn't have a, uh, a central leadership. And secondly, uh, the Iranian regime is very adept at uh, uh, suppressing uh, uh, anti-regime protests. It has a history of that over the past decades. And third, and this is the most important one, that the reformist factions and uh, supporters of uh, President Rouhani and those people who... Uh, turned out in millions in 2009 uh, to protest election fraud and chanted slogans against the regime, uh, they did not join these protests. Uh, and the, the reason for that is that, first of all, uh, they feared that if they also joined the protests, especially people uh, in Tehran, the middle class, uh, they feared that the Revolutionary Guards and also the hardliners 
may use uh, these protests as a pretext to expand their authority and strict their uh, freedoms even more. Uh, so that's why they prefer gradual uh, reforms rather than a revolution. What about the impact of the Trump administration's attitude towards these protests compared with 2009, those other um, protests that you were referring to before when uh, we saw a fairly cautious Obama administration? This time we've almost seen the United States cheering the protesters on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, First of all, these protests are very different from 2009 because uh, these protests have been much smaller in scale and scope compared to 2009. In 2009, about 3 million people uh, turned out to protest uh, election fraud, and they wanted political reforms. So it was more about just uh, political reforms, not about the economic grievances. Uh, and as far as the uh, U.S. government response is concerned, President Obama at that time, uh, he wanted to reach out to the Iranian leadership. He wanted to reach a deal uh, especially about the nuclear uh, issue, and also uh, possibly to expand that into a rapprochement with Iran about the uh, regional uh, stability as well. Uh, so that's why he was very cautious. He did not voice uh, very strong support for the protesters at that time. And his Republicans' critics, even till today, uh, they are holding President Obama responsible for that, that they say that that was a very unique opportunity to bring peaceful uh, change in Iran, and we failed that. But the Trump administration has uh, taken a very different approach. We see that since the start of the protest movement in Iran, uh, they have been very vocal in supporting the uh, protesters. Uh, They've been warning the Iranian regime that if it cracks down harshly on uh, protesters, uh, they will be uh, held responsible And also they have said that uh, they would uh, be willing to help protesters in any way possible. And that is, of course, part of the Trump administration's very tough line on Iran from the very first day, because President Trump is very skeptical of the Iran nuclear deal uh, or even diplomatic engagement with Iran. Uh, It it wants to push back against Iran's uh, growing influence in the region. Uh, So regardless of this protest, Uh, the relations between Tehran and Washington was more on a path of confrontation rather than cooperation. So this protest gave another uh, opportunity for the Trump administration to exploit and try to use it against the Iranian regime. Well, again, it does set up an atmosphere, continues to set up an atmosphere um, that that is not exactly comfortable um, involving the United States there. But also, coming back to the social dynamics of Iran and, and the New York Times pointing out that uh, amid the, the dozens of cities that were involved in the protests in the last few days, Tehran was relatively quiet and the streets of the capital pretty calm. Can you tell us a bit more about what was going on in Tehran? Yeah, actually, uh, they, uh, most of the protests they happened in provinces. Uh, not in much uh, rural areas of the provinces, but more in provincial towns and cities. And the bulk of these protesters, they were uh, lower-income working class. And that really worries the regime, because uh, these areas have traditionally been uh, the strongholds of the regime. They have been supportive of the regime. They are very religious and conservative areas. 
In 2009, when the protests happened, uh, the regime officials, they were dismissing these protests as just Tehran liberals uh, who just want westernized uh, uh, lifestyle. But it's more difficult for them to dismiss these protests because they rise from areas uh, that have been the bastion of the regime for a very long time. So this has deeply worried them. Uh, there, ha- there have been protests in Tehran in different vicinities. But again, the main reason uh, that Tehran has remained calm is that the middle class in Iran and also the reformist politicians and activists, I'm reading the Iranian daily, uh, uh, reformist outlets on a daily basis, and they are warning that, that these protests will not lead to anything. But on the other hand, that could lead to more securitization and militarization of the society. And another factor I think that uh, uh, makes many Iranians think twice, especially in Tehran, uh, to come out and protest against the regime or call for toppling the regime is the Arab Spring, because they saw in many neighboring countries that the Arab Spring did not lead to democracy or prosperous lifestyle. Instead, it uh, they led to uh, many civil wars, and especially in Syria and Iraq, uh, that Iran is actively involved in. So that's why a lot of reformers were saying that we don't want... They are disappointed with the regime. They are disappointed even in President Rouhani because he's not fulfilling all the uh, the promise of reform that he gave during the election campaign. Mm. Uh, But they say that at the same time, we don't want Iran to become another Syria. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be watching this as it continues to unfold. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great to be with you. Ahmad Marajar, fellow and director of the Iran Observed Project at the Middle East Institute.